Hello, we are live. We are. Oh, we're not really live. We're recording, though, aren't we? We're both we're alive. Is that? Yeah, we are both alive. Surprisingly, after all that's happened, but you know where we yeah. are. How, how you doing, Gary? How's it going, mate? I'm doing wonderful. Uh, things apart. Well, we'll talk about it in a bit. But uh, while things of the country are a little bit on fire in terms of personal things, I'm doing great. Oh, well, yeah, same, same. Welcome, welcome to desperate, uh, desperate content, folks. Can't even get the name right this time. Welcome to desperate housewives. Oh. Well, welcome, welcome for desperate blokes. <laughs> <laughs> We're on the edge. Men badly. <laughs> this is it, now. You, you think you've tuned into a variety podcast about a bunch of different stuff. Now we are now a men behaving badly podcast. So we'll start off here with uh, E one zero one of season one. Um, <laughs> I've never actually seen an episode of Men Behaving Badly from start uh, to It just really did not seem like my thing. Absolutely not. Um, so before we start, once again, uh, as we said last episode, um, the government is still being pretty arsy towards starving children. So if you can, mm-hmm. give all you can to fairshare.gov.uk if you can. So just throw a reminder there. Throw in. Support your local kids. Hell yeah. So first on the agenda for today... How was your Halloween, James? Absolutely lovely, to be fair. So like, I'm I'm a big Halloween guy. Yeah. Like I love Halloween. It's my it's my it's my like one event of the year. I I, I like Christmas as well. Mm-hmm. But Halloween's when I like I don't know, I, I truly get into it. I feel like yeah. it's just a lot of fun. Um and so I was kind of disappointed thinking that this year obviously there'd be nothing going on. Like last year we had a big party. Um, pretty much every year I've had a big Halloween party somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. And this year was going to be, you know, just a, a quiet one. But I dressed up. I dressed up as a fucking Twitch emote. I saw um, it. <laughs> but I was, in, I was in a pumpkin outfit with a green face. Um, and that was great. That pumpkin outfit had a fan inside it. Really? So I, if I turned it on, it just filled up. Oh, okay. It was amazing. So I did a little stream last night. I did a little scary stream in my costume. And like I would turn it on, and it would go so big that it would push the microphone up. It was it, it was like you know um, you know Willy Wonka yeah when Violet eats that sweet and she becomes massive yes it was just it was just that it was like if I flicked the switch the fans started inflating the suit and it was like super super big but it was it was nice it was a nice little Halloween at home um I was the only one in the household obviously and my parents don't really vibe with Halloween yeah. Um, but it was just, just me doing a little stream in my costume. Yeah, it was all right. How about you? How was yours? Uh, mine was good. So what we did was we couldn't go out, couldn't get dressed uh, up or anything. So what we did was we got a bunch of our friends together. And we played a Halloween-themed D&D game. Um, the way my friend Mike, who is the Dungeon Master, he set it up. So we had our existing characters, but they were transported to sort of like another world. And we were given secretly given an archetype each. So my archetype was the popular kid, and we were like playing kids in a summer camp or something like that. And we had to like uh, we had our own motives. So my motive was to being the popular kid. To although I was a douchebag, I was I got extra points for like getting people to help me with stuff. So I was like going up to NPCs and intimidating them and stuff like that, and just being a dickhead. It was <laughs> thoroughly fun. Uh, Laura got the jock archetype, so she was um, a jump ball professional, um, which is the basketball of our D&D's universe. And then we had an outdoorsman, um, a nerd. It was really fun, and um, there was lots of spooky skeletons in it, people losing their heads. And my character um, didn't believe in any of it. 
So his whole thing was like just denying it. So when someone got stabbed, I just assumed that person was in on the joke and stuff. Um, it was quite funny because everyone else around me was like, no, that was really a spectral ghost. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's just a trick of the light. Come on, that's, <laughs> that's fun, though. Like, I, you just, like, was it just like a one shot, like a, yes. a one time yeah. thing? That's super cool, man. I, I, I want to get into playing like D&D at some point. I, I really do want to do it. Like, I, it's been a while. Yeah, I fully recommend it. I'm in two games at the moment. One game that's been going on for four years with uh, Mike and my friends, and also Laura runs a game with her friends that I uh, I was invited to, and I play a frogman called Puddle Splash. Um, Love a good frog. Yeah, bullywugs are great. I just I'm, I play him really creepily as well, but not in like a an insidious way, just in a way like he doesn't realize how customs work. So when he goes to a shop, instead of just going inside the shop, he'll stick himself to the window like a frog and just like stare in and creep people out. Um, it's a load of fun. But yeah, that was my Halloween. Just played some, uh, and I finally got to pig out on sweets and stuff because at the moment me and Laura are just trying to eat healthily and stuff. Um, so it was very nice to be able to eat an entire bag of chocolate M and M's for a God, change. That's the vibe. That is the vibe. Yeah, I uh, like. I'm I'm just currently sort of trying to do the same thing. I've moved back to my parents. Yeah. Um. So I'm actually yeah. That's a good point to notice. I moved. Uh. I moved back with my parents like two days ago. Yeah. I, uh, back from Amsterdam to live with these guys for a bit, just to save some money and you know chill for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's cozy. It's cozy as fuck, man. I got like a um. Got my like the room's fairly small compared to what it used to be, you know, compared to what I did have. But it's like my bed, my television, and my desk all fit in, so that's all I need, right? Like I'm just, I got my little cozy den going. Um, Mm -hmm. But I've been trying to eat healthier too, and my parents are like trying to do the same thing. So apart from obviously, mother goes to the shop and she's like, oh, you know, I just bought these because they were on offer Um, (laughs) with like Chris or whatever. We've been we've been eating all right. We've been eating all right, you know, like proper like home cooked meals and stuff. Less. Bless Papa John's NL. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, speaking of, John. I was texting my dad today because obviously, and um, we'll get onto it later, but there's been a second lockdown announced in England. Um, and I was just texting my dad because we want to visit my parents before the lockdown because you can't mix households and stuff like that. Um, I think it goes into effect on Thursday at midnight. So obviously we're going to try and see everyone from my family and Laura's family before it happens again. And I just realized my dad's name is John. So if I was Italian, he would be Papa John to me. <laughs> Wait, Papa John called all of this stuff, by the way. Yeah. Like, so you know when Papa John said, like, this is the day of reckoning or whatever? <laughs> yeah, do you remember that, yeah. Like, when, when he said that, like, I think it was, what, a couple of days later that the first case of Rona was, like, discovered? Yep. I'm pretty sure it was like a couple of days after he said that. Like, Papa John knows some shit. Allegedly. Someone... We need to qualify with allegedly, because if like thousands of deaths are on his hands, I don't <laughs> want to accuse him in case that's not the case. It's I'm not going to say that it's his fault, but I reckon he knew. I reckon he was right. He, he said like the day of reckoning is coming. I mean, the, have you seen the, the weather this year as well? Yeah. Like the, oh, it's a bit rainy, isn't it? No, like the... Um... <laughs> Like, there's been a lot of natural disasters and stuff. There's a big earthquake at the weekend in Turkey. Yeah. Um, there's like huge winds heading to, I think, is it Singapore. There's huge winds over here. Like, um, obviously, Newcastle's quite windy because it's a coastal city, but like, the wind has just been horrid for the past few years. And like, it blew our fence, de- uh, not our fence down, but it blew one of our neighbor's fence down not too long ago. Um, it like, 
bent ours in a weird way, so we had to get it fixed. And yesterday, possibly the most grievous of all, it blew the bin that I bought um, outside to put all the dog shite in. It blew that over, so it was just a. It was it was like an apocalypse. Now it was, it was traumatic. Yeah, I mean, I I am very very happy that my flight on Friday was like in the afternoon. Yeah. Because wind, especially in Amsterdam, is scary, dude. It gets yeah. like, especially when it's bad like now, it gets real, real bad. Like, really, really bad. Um, But, yeah, luckily everything was all right. I'm just staying inside. Like, it's still, to be fair, it's still very windy and rainy here. And mm. that's like in bloody northwest of England where, you know, nothing crazy happens with the weather. Yeah. But, yeah, Papa John, if you're out there, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for making fun of you. you I feel like... If you have any control over this stuff, just you know, look after me, bro. I'll I'll buy you pizzas. It's fine. Well, I touched on a little bit. We might as well make it our next topic. It's on well, the agenda. Um, England is going into a second lockdown for a month it is. to hopefully make Christmas more um, viable in the current climate. I don't think uh-huh. it's going to work um, because we got like uh, the harsh lockdowns in like March. Uh, they were like, oh, well, you need to be here till June or whatever. And then it got extended regardless um, into like July. So I think it's going to be like, yeah, it's just for four weeks. And then it's just going to go into December. And there's going to be a lot of people being sour and being angry about it, myself included, because I love Christmas. I love spending it with my family. Um, and I'm not sure like the whole handling of it is going to go well. Um, I think it's going to be absolute chaos, if I'm honest. I I think so as well, to be honest. Like, I, I think they're not doing enough um, as well. I think that this is like, one, this is super late. Like, this should have happened yeah. a long time ago. And two, to me, it's kind of like, well, why are you saying, like, yeah, everything's short except for this and this and this? It's like, well, like, you're keeping schools open. And I kind of get it. Like, the school one is the biggest sort of, like, debatable one. Yeah. Um, because some kids aren't safe at home. Um, mm-hmm. obviously there's, you know, the benefits of the socializing, the free food and stuff like that, like going on at school. Yeah. Um, but also schools seem to be like when people were saying that oh, schools will be fine. They really do not seem to be doing fine. Absolutely. Um, no. from everyone that I know that either works at a school or has family that has children that go to a school ever in the UK, there are so many people getting sent home. There are entire years getting sent home. There's like whole teaching staff blocks being sent back. Um, it just doesn't seem to be going well. I, I don't know. I just feel like I feel like at this point, um, honestly, as like doomer as it sounds, I feel like we're just riding it out until the vaccine comes along. Yeah, because there's so many people that are just not um doing their bit as well. I I, I don't put the blame on the public like the uh, you know the government do. I'm going to put the blame yeah. on the government for not doing enough um, in the past and not supporting people enough to stay at home and not have to go out and go to jobs and stuff. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely like a segment of society that are just absolutely, you know, just throwing caution to the wind and messing it up for a lot of us. Like there absolutely is like a small segment of people that are just like, you know what? I don't care. I'm having a party. Like, well, come on. Like, yeah. come on now. Like, you, you can't do that. Um, I mean, even, I even saw last night people saying, like, oh, my God, I can't believe we're going into a one-month lockdown. It's like there are places, like, worldwide that have been having bigger ones for a longer time. Yeah, there's countries that are handling it wonderfully or still in precautions because, like, places like New Zealand where it's like, oh, yeah, we managed to get over it. And as soon as they open back up, there were, like, a couple of cases popped up and they're like, all right, straight back into 
precautions, everyone. And that's the type of thing we should be exercising. Um, and riding out until the vaccine is absolutely reckless, or, uh, it is. depending on herd immunity, because what's better to have thousands of deaths until whatever comes along to cure this thing, or minimizing the amount of deaths? Well, this is the thing, like the Tories and also like Tory bootlickers, um, they don't care about anything but the economy. Yeah, like they're they're not bothered about anything but the like economic effect of it all. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the issue. That like we could easily just like shut things down. We could easily keep everybody safe. Like you know, um, apart from the outliers that are obviously just you know reckless people. Mm-hmm. Um, but we could keep the majority of people safe and really reduce the numbers, really reduce the number of deaths as well, most importantly. But yeah, um, the economy seems to be like the thing that they're really focused on. So this is why we've been like, especially in the UK, it's been back and forth and back and forth rather than just like saying, okay, we're doing this like New Zealand did. It's just like, okay, how do we minimize the damage on the economy? And we just do little, little like patches. Little like band aids, like on each yeah. little bit. Like, okay, we'll do a little bit now, and then we're going to go back out again. Oh, and it's getting worse. Okay, so we'll do a little bit more than last time, and it's getting even worse. Like, it, it's really just, I don't know, it just seems kind of stupid to me. It seems to me is like none of the politicians are actually talking to each other about it. Like, you see them come up with, oh, yeah, here's whatever tier your city's in, whatever. You're not allowed to see grandma and stuff like that. And then uh, someone from the cabinet will go on the news and be like, Oh, well, of course you're allowed to go see Grandma. You're just not allowed to go see her on a Tuesday when it's raining. <laughs> like, uh, what is the message in here? It's like they don't know what each other are talking about, and they've just shown themselves to be entirely incompetent. It's a bit weird. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, it's like the biggest thing that's really like miffed me off recently is when you see um, the fact that they really refuse to give northern cities any sort of money yep and then as soon as it as soon as like london as soon as the south has issues right yeah we can provide the 80 percent furlough like oh why have you given us 67 percent? why'd you tell us that was it that's all you can get yeah like oh you know well, well london's affected now so like it's 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 dumb it's really dumb man and it, um, it's, it's weird like it's almost worse being like in a tough situation if you are from london because if you look at all the stuff they use to when they hoard all this wealth to make sure London's okay, it's always for the upper class. So like, there's people who are living in absolute terrible conditions right next to them, and they're all just like running about like, hey, look, we managed to save London. And then the people who are suffering in London are like, no, you didn't. You saved yourselves. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's not – it's just not great. Like, And they also um, – I feel like they also act later um, – in London too, which is the yeah. weird thing. Like they, they seem to have this weird thing about like, and it's probably just because they all live there. It's yeah. like, oh, you know, let's just keep the restrictions on London lower until we have to. Yeah. But like London was doing badly, and they were like, yeah, yeah, but we're here too, though. It's like, well, why though? Like, cause, cause some of you want to go down the pub or something. Like, <laughs> some of you want to go here and there. Like, come on now. Like, Absolutely. I don't know. It just, it could have been handled a lot better. Um, for me personally, lockdown doesn't bother me. Um, I'm cozy. I like staying at home in my room. Um, I'll be in my room. The only thing that annoys me about lockdown, which is very low stakes, so obviously I'm not complaining and I'm never going to call for like, open everything up, COVID isn't real. I miss going to the cinema. I miss going out for a meal and stuff like that. 
Um, oh, so do I. But it's one of those things that like, for me, I, I'd rather just like wait it out and then do that when we can safely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like you know, I'm 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 not in desperate dire need to go to a pub or to go to a restaurant or something like. I cook at home. Um, I have everything I need at home as well. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think that's the thing. Is like I I, I was talking about this with uh, one of my other friends um, recently, and the fact that for us it's super easy, and like for our kind of people, because we spend a lot of time online. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of our generation does, to be honest, mm-hmm. spends a lot of time online. Absolutely. Um, we know how to use technology. We have all this stuff. We have like you know a massive Netflix catalog. Yeah. Um, video games, YouTube, all these things that can just keep our time, keep us preoccupied. Yeah. Um, especially for people like us, that that is the main thing we do. Like the main thing we do is keep ourselves occupied online. Absolutely. Um, but imagine how hard it must be. I was thinking this when I when all my stuff was taken away, mm-hmm. and I was just like, you know, at home with just a laptop. Um, before I moved back how hard it must be if you don't find any joy in that kind of stuff. Holy shit. Boring. <laughs> like I was, I was honestly yep. I just sat there. I was just like, this is shite. <laughs> like I want to be gaming or talking to my friends. This one. I'm just like, I'm just going to go to bed. <laughs> like, that, instead. That's, that's, that's what was so unfortunate about like, um, at least with a national lockdown, everyone's in the same boat. If you feel shitty about it, if you feel neutral about it, even if you feel good about being inside all the time, everyone's on the same slate. Um, no one's feeling, um, no one feels like, even though people do take the piss and go to illegal raids and stuff, despite the lockdowns, um, everyone's on the same slate. But the, the thing just beforehand where you had tiers and stuff, and they moved the northeast to like a, a, a larger tier, and we had a local lockdown, it just sucked for people who don't have any like sort of online presence or don't care about technology. Like near me, there's a, um, is there like a, a club it's like a veterans club and stuff like that. And like lots of old dudes go there and all they do is go there, socialize and play dominoes and shit like that. Mm. Um, and you take that away from them and they sort of go home and they usually live on their own because their wives have passed and stuff like that. Um, and it's going to be extremely hard for them, especially going into winter, which is the loneliest time of year for the older generation. Uh, oh yeah. I mean like, like I, I totally get it. And I think this is also, I think this is also one of the like harder things about it um, for me to wrap my head around is that there are people that definitely you know like that that really need this social stuff. The only socializing they do is like down the pub or yeah. like down the working men's club, or whatever. Um, but they've been adhering to the rules and just staying inside and stuff. And people are like like the government as well as people that are just messing around are just fucking it up for them yeah like they're like right i'm gonna just you know it'll be a struggle but i'm sticking with it but then i don't know people are just like ah fuck it i don't care i'm i'm gonna go down fucking i don't even know where it's even open at this point it's like i'm just gonna get up in a group of 10 for some reason like ah yeah neat (laughs) right good good one lads (laughs) but one thing um outside of the realm of online stuff but even i think our generation stuff like that um, the reason why we don't need as much like human contact is that we've grown up with the technology. We can get just as much as a connection from someone through a text message than we can through actually talking to someone. And that's why like nobody really uses their phone as a phone anymore. It's always texting because we don't need that, whereas older generations do. But one of the things that I've been doing over the past week or so is, and it's disgusting to say out loud, but I've been reading a book. 
Are you reading? Read it, not a comic, yeah. a book. Gross. Gross. <laughs> no, I, I also uh, I also have uh, two books that I want to start. Nice. Here, right here. And what are they? Um, one of them I don't remember. I ordered I ordered one. I ordered two books, right? I ordered yeah. one like a couple of weeks ago. I ordered one last week. But the other one is um Michael Brooks, R.I.P. Yeah. Um his book. It's called what's the book called in? Against the Web. Um it's basically about the sort of like the uh, it's a called a, a, Against the Web, a cosmopolitan answer to the new right. Yeah. So it's basically like a critique of the sort of right and how they use the internet and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and just a little more of an understanding on how their propaganda works and like how to beat it, basically. How to like counter argue it, which is quite nice. Um, mm-hmm. It's supposed to be very good, but I, I, I want to read it. But then again, like I am one of those people that unless you tell me I have no internet, you know, yeah, it's going to be a lot harder for me to sit and read. <laughs> See, I don't mind. I, I feel like, but I'm one of those people who's like, if I don't like the first paragraph, I'm like, I'm not sticking with this shit. Um, the same with video games. If I don't like the first like section, I'm like, not sticking with this shit. Um, so I'm reading Bram Stoker's Dracula, which is quite good. Um, I like classic Dracula. Yeah, it's um, it's a bit different to what I was expecting. I didn't really know what I was expecting. It's all done in like diaries and telegrams, which is an interesting approach. It breaks it up a little bit and keeps my goldfish attention span. Um, But it's very Victorian and really weird in terms of how people interact personally. Um, It's very much... Have you ever seen the first series of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? Um, I haven't, you know. I've meant to. I've been meaning to. Well, it's set around... uh, I don't know if it's set around a similar time, but obviously in JoJo's, like, the enemies are vampires and that as well. So maybe it's based loosely off, like, characteristics of them. But everyone's always, like, when they meet a new person, instead of being, like, say, if I met you and I kept a diary, I'd be like, oh, met a guy called James today. We got on quite well, got similar hobbies. We have a similar sense of humour. Great yeah. guy. Um, And I would leave it at that. But in Dracula, it's sort of like, oh, this is Dr. Seward or Seward or however you pronounce it. I don't know how to pronounce the name. Um, he's like he's such an honourable man, big ropey muscles. What a wonderful man! A beautiful specimen <laughs> of, of what humanity is. No woman could express themselves as good as a man. Certainly not this man. I hope he is my friend forever and ever. And I'm like, are you just trying to pad out the numbers here for like the words? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, what's word going count. on? And, like when you had to do that for a uh, like a thing at school. Yeah. So. <laughs> The parts where people are like talking to each other, it's never like, oh, can you pass me that pen, mate? Van Helsing will pass someone something and be like, oh, thanks for giving me this pen, Van Helsing. You truly are a, a king among men for assisting me. And I should hope that we are fast friends until the day we both perish. And so I'd be like, what is going on? Yeah, like, why, why is it so descriptive? And especially in Victorian times, like for a repressed nation, this book is gay as hell there's like so much tension between all the male characters they idolize each other and while half of me is in fact gay it's too gay for me even at this point so like but it's got enough intrigue and supernatural stuff about the actual vampires and how it all pieces together it's quite interesting because it's like a subplot where um one of the main characters is like a administrator at a, a mental health asylum Although with it being written back in Victorian times, they call it a lunatic asylum, which is which uh, 
Bram Stoker should be cancelled for. Uh, <laughs> let's get him. Let's let's tweet at Bram Stoker's estate. <laughs> and there's a patient in there who like idolizes uh, who idolizes Dracula, but they don't know that yet at this point in the book. And he just refers to him as the master, and like he's coming to get me eventually, um, and I'm going to be free with him. And like he does things like uh, captures um, flies and eats them because he believes like if he eats uh, different living things, no matter how small, it'll prolong his life, similar to how an actual vampire is. So I'm thinking this guy in the in the uh, mental health asylum isn't a vampire himself. He's like a familiar who's like uh, betrothed himself to a vampire, as they sometimes right. have human okay. familiars. So he captures flies, okay. and then like when that's not working. He uses flies to lure in spiders and then uses spiders to lure in sparrows and then eats sparrows and stuff. Um, it's like, it's like one of those games where you have to do like a little fish yeah. you have to eat all the little things um, and become bigger and bigger. So like, like there's that. different aspects to it, even though like the dialogue's a bit lacking. It's really interesting. Um, and Dracula himself is just a creepy old bloke. He's not this big, um, sexy vampire that like vampires are these days. He's just a creepy hairy old man who doesn't clip his fingernails who just stalks women it's it's terrifying but yeah and uh they mentioned newcastle in the book uh, so that was good 10 out of 10 <laughs> um <laughs> speaking of uh countries in turmoil because of monsters the u.s election's coming up pal it really is, yeah. Uh, that was a great segue, by the way. Thank you. Fantastic. I segue. believe um, it's on the day that this podcast will come out. We're recording it on Sunday currently, um, and I believe it's Tuesday that the election is. It ah. is Tuesday, yeah. yeah. Um, so when, yeah, when the episode comes out, it'll be election day. Yeah. Um. So I, I guess we won't start getting any results till like really, really late our time. Yeah, it'll be nowhere near being over, and even then they've got to count the postal votes now more than yeah. This is this is the thing. Stuff. This is the main thing. Right, it's gonna take a while. Um, once they once they have everything, it's gonna take. I mean, they'll start coming in probably about like ten or eleven, and then. See, I don't even know. It really depends on how it goes as well, right? Like, we might not even have a result on the fourth. Yeah. Because it really depends if, like... I think if it's super narrow, then we won't have a result yet. I think yeah. if it's super, super narrow, it's going to be, like, a... Uh, there's going to be a lot of, like, courts involved. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be a lot of, like, recounts, like, counting the mail ballots again, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but some don't some states have, like, a... A thing where you can count like additional mail-in ballots like um later like up to like a week or two later yeah that's what i mean like we if it's narrow enough then they will have to wait for like a week afterwards yeah like if it's narrow enough to like because i think it only it can only really be settled if it's a landslide right if it's like not really a landslide but if the if the key states if the battleground states all go one way yeah then you know without a narrow narrow margin then it's probably over yeah um but i mean like i hate to repeat the 2016 curse but like biden's doing all right right now <laughs> i mean I, don't think so. I mean politically like poll, poll wise he's doing all right i think he's like, doing all right i'd give it i initially started 
going into 2020, like when they were like, oh yeah, Biden's going to be the nominee. I was like, he doesn't stand a chance. And then when it got to the point in the debates where Trump was just like shouting and stuff and like not letting the moderator say anything, I was like, maybe like enough people are annoyed with him. that. Well, this is the thing. I feel like, I don't feel like this is Biden's thing to win. I feel like this is Trump's to lose. Yeah. Like 100%. And, and I feel like if there hadn't been a global pandemic, it would have been a write-off. It would have been a Trump landslide. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, I feel like the pandemic has really, really shown the the general American or the general person that wouldn't really think about this kind of stuff or wouldn't really monitor this kind of stuff, like, you know, talk about it as intricately as some of us do. Um to think, okay, this guy is incompetent. Yeah. Like, to really show, okay, this guy cannot do his job. Like, regardless of what they think about him, regardless of what they think about his, like, policies or just him as a person, Yeah, the people that are very apolitical, I think, are like, okay, yeah, this is shit. This isn't good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a hell of a year for them right now. It's been a really bad year. And that's what I think That's what I think's the, the deciding factor. Like, I feel like 2016, um, although, because this is the thing as well, in 2016, um, Hillary actually won the popular vote. But yeah. that's just not how the American system works. So yeah, technically, true, more yeah. people did vote for her, um, and I feel like like Biden has a bigger sort of not fan base. That's a weird word. Um, but people people prefer him to Hillary anyway. Yeah, like as a whole, people did not like Hillary Clinton, and some people actually do like Joe Biden because the probably because of the Obama attachment. Yeah, um, people love Obama. Um, but that's but that's the thing. Like, I feel like there's that. There's also that a lot more people have voted this year already in early voting. Yeah. Um, and that just shows to me, like, I, I don't think it's a, at least I hope not anyway, I don't think it's a bunch of, like, Trump voters saying, oh, we need to secure this bag, we need to secure the dub. I feel like it's a lot of people saying, you know what, I'm get, I'm voting, I'm getting him out. Like, yeah. I feel like people are done. People are really, really just done. Um, And e- even, like, even some Republicans that just want to return to some sort of, like, normalcy in their politics and less, mm-hmm. like, extremism. Um, I honestly think that's. I, I think that would be the de- deciding factor. I think the only thing that can really, I say only thing, touch wood right now because, <laughs> you know, the yeah. only the only thing I think that could really derail this, um, and really sort of like you know secure the bag, mm-hmm. um, for Trump would be just vote suppression. Just depending on how the suppression goes. Yeah. See, I think completely the opposite. Uh, I thought when Trump was getting a bit wild and he was like off them steroids and being <laughs> wacky, he like sort of pushed people away. But I'm then, calm. and the Democrats had an open goal. All he had to do was just reinforce some positive messaging, promise support to the people in with coronavirus and stuff like that. And then instead of doing that, they missed all their chances to just knuckle down on simple messaging. And then they were doing shit for the next whole week of just being wishy-washy about fracking, like going back on stuff like reform, which a lot of their base, um, after everything that happened with George Floyd and everything, everyone's very up in the air about like how the police are going to be handled going forward. And they would just refuse to commit to anything or do anything. Um, and I totally, I totally, totally agree. And I really do think that like, like the whole the whole democratic platform um has not given people anything to vote for yeah. like they they've not 
given anybody, especially on, those... we're not Trump, but like, what does that even fucking yeah, mean? Yeah, exactly. Like... Especially those that aren't on the left, like they've not given anyone anything to vote for. But I honestly do think that the majority of people are just voting just because it's not Trump. I really do think yeah. so. Like, because the the thing that got me was the the voter registration numbers. Yeah, are huge. The yeah. voter registration numbers this year are insane. Like Texas already has more people early voting than people that voted in 2016. There, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I'm pretty sure it's something like that anyway. And that's Texas. Yeah. Um, I personally, this is I I would love to if I can if I can bet on this somewhere monetarily. I absolutely will put my money where my mouth is. I think Texas turns blue this year. I don't think so. I think Texas, Texas turns blue, blue by a small <laughs> margin. I, I honestly think so. I really do think so. I feel like it's it's a close one. Like I mean, polls have shown it is pretty close. Um, but I really just think that the the mishandling of Rona and stuff like that um, could really be the deciding factor. Could really just be. But my worry is, uh, larger voter registration doesn't mean larger voter registration for Democrats. Maybe it's a case of like, we've seen in the past four years, just America turn into, similar to what we see in the UK after Brexit, it's very much just been cleaved down the middle. So it could just very much be people who didn't vote before, who are in support of Trump, who just want to like make sure that he secures that second term because just to spite the other half of the country, you know what I mean? Yeah, but the, but this this is the thing is that I feel like I don't know. Something about it says to me that the numbers would not be so um, drastic in terms of early voters mm-hmm. if it was just to to secure somebody's place, you know? Yeah. Because I I have, I have a feeling that um, a lot of um, Trump voters, which is like what happened with a lot of like hillary voters or hillary supporters democratic supporters in 2016 is that they think they don't need to vote they feel like this is in the bag um and i feel like this is also uh something that the big man himself really really like fumbles the bag on a lot um i feel like whenever he's talking about like the election stuff like that he's talking about it as if it's like it's oh we got it folks we're gonna win folks no worries like you know it's like you should probably push people to vote dude yeah, like, I don't like you, but you should probably push people to vote. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's just like, it's going to be a red wave. Like, It's not going to be if you just like keep chatting shit, dude, and saying the same thing every day. Speaking like, of that, though, and his comments on, like, even if he gets voted out, he's not going anywhere. How do you see that playing out? Do you think it's going to be a shootout in the White House? Absolutely not. I think uh, I think it's just uh, Mickey's more bullshit. I think he'll be gone. Like, if, if he loses, he'll just leave. He'll leave peacefully. Do you think? I, I, I do you think he'll storm out in a tantrum? I don't. I don't think he wants to be president anymore. <laughs> like from some of the stuff that I've seen him say recently, he really just. I don't think he gives a shit anymore. I think he. I, I don't know. Maybe he just wants to stay president so he doesn't get arrested or some shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, but I, I honestly, um, I honestly can't see it being like like people are saying like oh there'll be a civil war shit. I really don't think so. Like. Do I think that there will be some um, cases of like extreme violence? Like no matter who wins, I really do think so. Yeah, I I, I think so for We're sure. At that I think point, I think there's going to be some. Um, I I think it'll be, I think it'll be worse in terms of the scale if he wins. Yeah, I think in terms of the scale, it'll be there'll be a lot of civil unrest countrywide. Mm-hmm. Um. But I also do fear for my, like, you know, my POC and my LGBTQ plus uh, folks, um, regardless of the result. 
just because yeah. I feel like the um, Trumpies and the you know hardcore MAGA chuds are just going to be out in force regardless. They are. I, think I feel gonna be like out there and... in a Trump win, they're bolstered even more so than they were when he first got in, especially with the um, whole Proud Boys standby shite yeah. he was spewing. But also I think if they do oust him with the vote, then people are going to be angry. They're going to be looking for people to blame. People yeah, to exactly. That's the thing. Exactly that. But I think overall, um, obviously, like, you know, the Democratic Party sucks as well. Um, yeah. uh, not in this, like, ooh, both sides suck kind of way. No, they're just like, Fuck they the really just, they just don't represent people, like, uh, you know, as well as they say they do. Like, they um, have a lot of flaws. They have a lot of issues as well. Um, the only things that give me hope are the young progressives like AOC, yeah. um, the rest of the squad, and mm-hmm. also people like Bernie potentially being involved in yeah. cabinet positions. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if they would do it. I really doubt they would do it, but it would be an easy win for them with a lot of younger people too. If they were to give someone like Bernie Sanders like a position, like maybe in terms of like um, working on sort of labor kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that would be a, a big win for everybody, everyone involved. You know, their image would go up. It would also mean that um, things would actually get done in the labor sector, you know. Uh, but it really, it, it's it's going to be an interesting one. I, I don't like election nights because I just can't sleep. Yeah. I get super, super tense about it. Um, yeah, it's it's not it's not ideal for me. Yeah, I remember the the one in um, for England, the last one for that. I just remember being really angry all night, uh, which isn't good for my blood pressure. I mean, I'm going to be less so. Like, as much I'm in a very fortunate position to say that, like, initially, whatever happens in the American election won't affect me. Um, it's really the long term that I'm worried about. Like, even if the Dems get in, um, the reason I'm very much on the fuck the Dems train, fuck both parties, by the way. Um, I'm not saying I'm for Trump, fuck Trump. Um, but like the whole thing with like, oh yeah, we're not going to ban fracking and stuff like that is like the main thing we all need to think about going forward, especially within the next 10, 15 years. is just our resources, our planet, the amount of fucking wildfires that have happened. Like we need to knuckle down and I do mean, something. The Green New Deal would be like absolutely prime right now, but, but that just seems to have just down. evaporated. Now well, the thing is, and AOC it, got like pushed. The thing is, the it kind of hasn't. I, it's still the the majority of Americans have shown support for it as well. Yeah. Like support for it is only growing, but I feel like um, a lot of the Democratic Party and obviously the Repub- Republicans are eager to say it's gone, it's done, it's it's not a thing. We're doing yeah. this instead. Um, I, I think it's Obama really, and that's still a thing. Yeah, I think it really just it relies on. Um, people themselves like within the party um you know and i think as well if this if if, if the election goes the way that i personally think it's gonna go um mm-hmm. which what obviously which actually wasn't my uh opinion of it a while ago yeah like i definitely was in the he's probably gonna win again camp um but i think from what i'm seeing is that i think we'll get a lot more there'll be a lot more democratic seats i think a lot more like congress people will be democrats um, it was nice to see people like Jamal Bowman as well being voted in. Yeah. Um, more, you know, like progressive candidates and stuff have been voted in already this year. So I don't know. Maybe the pendulum will start swinging a bit. Maybe. 
but it's it's going to take work from all of us really i i think the, the thing that scares me the most um is 2024 election honestly <laughs> let's let's jump to the future here oh no um, well because because i feel like i feel like if the if, if the democrats win this year then 2024 is probably just a dub for the republicans right yeah i i feel like it because it's such a it's such a weak like candidate right now um yeah, absolutely and depending on how the presidency goes i mean he's going to inherit a shitload of like problems anyway mm-hmm. um but i feel like then the republicans could go with someone like tom cotton for example who i think thinks that like slavery laws are like shit or something like that yeah um or it should never have been a thing or whatever like he you know like some super radical right-wing candidate could be up next that's what i kind of worry about but i think we just gotta live uh live day by day and just you know um hopefully hopefully they they secure the bag and just you know at least then i can talk about other things on a daily basis other than how doomed we are (laughs) absolutely speaking of us being doomed everybody dies that is a categorical <laughs> fact of, uh, and that's the episode see <laughs> <laughs> and in the spirit of uh, Halloween as we didn't record this on um, Halloween as we were busy um, we have one more Halloween topic to cap off our Halloween episodes and it is what is your ideal funeral <laughs> this is a toughie this is actually a toughie because I've, I've thought about this multiple times I have as well I have several plans <laughs> Yeah, my answer my answer as a kid, okay, so this is the most edgy shit. When I was a teenager, mm-hmm. my answer was always that I want like some sort of device in my coffin so I take everybody with me. Jeez. Um, that was I don't know why that was my thing as a teenager. I was like, yeah, if I'm going, you're all coming too. <laughs> <laughs> Every single one of you. Like no one's gonna mourn me after I swarm. <laughs> yeah, no one's gonna mourn me. You're all coming down too. Jesus. No, I, I feel like it would have to be a real sort of like a real over-the-top affair. Like, put all my money and put it into the funeral. Take all my money and put it into the funeral. Like, don't don't benefit your own lives. Nope. Let's just give me, like, a golden casket. Like, have a hologram of Prince playing Purple Rain. Like, you know, like, that would be the that would be the thing. Just a big a big show. Get the big show, though. Why not? I don't think you'll be alive. <laughs> Yeah, the big show to carry my coffee. <laughs> and then he just like slams it down. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, it, it would be uh, a very, very classy affair. Well, here's at least, I'll start off with one of my plans. Um, I don't know if I've spoken about it on the podcast before. I spoke. I speak about this particular funeral arrangement for myself quite a lot. Uh, it's a bit worrying to those around me, but regardless, I just want to keep reinforcing it in their mind so they know exactly what I do if I die suddenly. Um, so what's going to happen at my funeral? It's going to be relatively normal. Uh, play some sad songs. Let people have the proper funeral experience. Um, I know some people are like, oh, yeah, dress in bright colors. It's meant to be a celebration of my life. Nope, you're going to cry. You're going to miss me, goddammit. And then um, we take my body out. I mean, I want to get cremated, but for this one, it doesn't involve me being cremated. Um, so my coffin goes out, and everyone's by the graveside. The thing's lowering me down, and then everyone's too polite to say anything, but they, it looks like it's going to miss the hole entirely, and it plonks me on the side of the plot instead of down into the hole to be buried. And everyone's like, what's, what's going on? What's going on? 
Then the crowd begins to split. And then Shunt from Robot Wars comes barreling out the crowd, knocks my coffin into the pit, and then loads of dry ice just spirits up and like fireworks and shit, like someone getting eliminated on Robot Wars. And that that's how sick. And that's that's at least one of my plans. Um, I told this to Laura, obviously, being my, my partner. And she's like, where the hell am I going to find Shunt from Robot Wars? And quite frankly, that's her problem. Um, but yeah, so that that is my my first ideal funeral, if possible, if we can get the big boy uh, Shunt in on it. I think I think that's probably more viable than the big show, to be honest with you. Yeah, because like robots never die. Which is that that's very true. And also Robot Wars is only popular to a small section of British society. So I really <laughs> don't think they're like I don't think the team behind Shunt are really asking for a shit ton of money for it. Well that's the point. It also like because it'll confuse, hopefully, a lot of the guests, but a few people who loved Robot Wars, like the boys, as long as I pop the boys, boys, you know, it's good. It's great. Um, I don't want people to be buzzing at my funeral. <laughs> no, I want the, the sad part with the sad songs. Sad. Oh, I can't believe he's dead. But then we end on a high with shunt, the, the steam coming out of the pit and stuff like that. It's great. So that's one of my plans, at least. Um, another plan, which was which is far more terrifying, but I find fucking oh. hilarious. Um, do you remember that old trend? Uh, that dude, I can't remember what country he lived in, but I think it was somewhere in Scandinavia where he would take his cats when they died and turn them into drones, like taxidermy drones. So they were like splayed out like a starfish with like propellers on each of their limbs and they just like float about. It's horrifying. I want that done to my body. So people come into the church, the coffin's like the size of a king bed, obviously because I'm starfished inside, but they don't know that. And they're like, what the, what the fuck's going on? And then probably my brother, because I think my brother's going to live forever. He's a very cool guy. Um, he's going to be operating the damn thing because he's the only one um, sadistic enough to go in on this plan with me. And then, like, it's halfway through the service. I just hover out like, like a remote-controlled drone. And then I want to be, like, just hovering in front of, like, find who's the most cut up about my death. Probably Laura, maybe one of the kids, and just hover at eye level. Just in front of them, just my drone. <laughs> why? Why do you want to traumatize them though? I, I want people to be sad. I don't want them to be like because nothing is more important than me enjoying myself at my own funeral. I mean, to be fair, like that's that's the thing in it. I, I want I want something memorable. Like you do remember funerals in a way because it's always like just sad in it. Yeah, like you know, like a real memorable event. Like I want I want to like oh that would be great actually. Here's an idea. Like a raise at the end, it like raises me up out the ground with like a sort of stars in your eyes smoke screen, right? And then I'm raising up to like open up. It's like your love is lifting me higher, and I'm like going all the way up into the sky. Yeah, it just fucking catapults me off just somewhere, just like (laughs) flings me somewhere. Everyone's like, "What? What just happened?" (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah it just it just proper launches me the music abruptly stops and then it just starts starts playing some like, dee, 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 like something like funky <laughs> elevator music or something um, i'm off i'm gone they don't know where i've gone but i'll be somewhere well yeah that that sort of leads into my third plan <laughs> which, um, you've got a third one okay 
I do. So basically, um, dry ice starts around the coffin. And I was like, "Hey, up! What's this? Is he gonna? Is this a robot wars thing? Is this a drone thing? We've heard him talk yeah, about you it. You go to robot wars again? I, no, no. Uh, and then like you hear just the the start of a, a song you recognise, but you haven't heard it in years because at this point it'll be an ancient song because I'll have died at the age of eight. Um, and then I just spring out of the coffin, still dead, but on wires like I'm in like a Peter Pan musical playing Peter Pan. And I've just got like a, a V-neck guitar just like sellotape to me. And all you hear is I come bursting out of the coffin, flying around on a wire and pulley system around the fucking church. It's like, here I am. <laughs> do it, I'm just slapping against pillars in the church. <laughs> Adversely, how about like puppet strings? See that 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 goes from being comical to a bit creepy because then you yeah, can, but, like I don't want to become like thing, a like, No, no, no. I want like so you get like a, a good angle so it looks like I'm really big. It looks like everything on the stage is really big. Okay. And then you have like one of those comical Power Rangers villains, like a big sort of mascot monster looking thing. And then he's like, "Oh, I'm here to terrorize the funeral." And then there's just like a sound recording that I've recorded before I die. It goes, don't be so sure. <laughs> and then oh, okay. so I was about the Power Rangers, like, dun, 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 and just like puppet strings pulling me up out of my coffin. <laughs> Can you imagine that with the like, I fucking hated, but I respect it. And then it's just like my dead body slapping this master with the Power Rangers explosions. You know, when they hit them and it goes like, every time they do a hit <laughs> just like that like fireworks coming out as soon as i hit the thing that's the <laughs> i'm gonna need the rights to uh the pumpkin wrapper from <laughs> from power Rangers. i just thought of another plan that's really fucked up and i'll never do but it i find it amusing because there's something wrong with me but i'll get like i'll hire someone to turn up at the funeral who is also ginger but looks nothing like me <laughs> Just pop out of the coffin bag, guys. I'm still alive. <laughs> <laughs> you clearly not kidding. No, that's an idea, though. That's an idea. Get like just a bunch of people that look like you. Like get a bunch of doubles or something. Yeah. And get them to just fill out the stand, and then it's like, which one's dead? Who knows? <laughs> Is it the real one? <laughs> am I the real one, or am I the real one? And they just like creep all your guests out. And I'm still, I'm still in the Halloween spirit. <laughs> absolutely. Um, but speaking of like Halloween and murder and stuff, yeah. I also toyed with, um, but I don't know how seriously people would take it because I don't want to accidentally ruin someone's life with it. But I'd leave like a, a video, like will, to be played at the funeral. Um, I'll have all the regular trappings of a, a will, just like I'll leave my estate to my children. Um, I'll leave my pension, um, any cars or whatever to my beautiful wife and all that stuff. And then at the end, I'll just be like, I have reason to believe, and I'll just name the most innocent, just asinine person in the family, like a distant nephew or someone who's always been polite to me, always been lovely. It's like, I reason to believe that they are the ones that killed me. I would like this to be investigated (laughs) to the utmost. That would be, that would be. That'd be horrifying though, because they like that they would get investigated. <laughs> like that would happen. People would shun them immediately, but just because you're dead. Exactly. <laughs> like they can't argue with you. 
just give their life a little bit of flavour. Like, okay, maybe instead of picking the most innocent person yeah. family, I pick the most boring person just to give them, like, here's my gift to you, a backstory. Yeah, but there's, there's, a, there's a difference in giving them a bit of flavour and a bit of backstory and ruining their life. <laughs> Lock them up. <laughs> like, what? Or, for my infinite ego and narcissism, um, I have someone hand out goodie bags at my funeral and there's just stuff in there, like candles and shit. Then at the bottom, there's like a edible thing that says, do not eat. Um, wait until instructed. And then at the end of the video, well, I'm like, I just wanted to remind you all that I was the main character. There's literally no need for any of you anymore. Please eat the cyanide capsule in the bottom of your goodies. But see, then you go, you told me it was dark what I said. You're just going on my, my level there. Young me's level. Yeah, but I, I, I took it from the angle of me being a narcissist. You just wanted people to come with you just to die. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted some company, to be fair. All the world, all the world's a stage, James. And I'm I just the wanted a little bit of company. Help me out. <laughs> I just want some friends. All right. Oh, right. Anyway, that was... I catapult myself into the sea, which is pretty basic. It's similar to your catapult idea, but just, just lobbing me I in mean, the sea. No music, no ceremony. Just catapulting f- yourself. Catapulting yourself leaves an interesting thing because then it's like a riddle for the rest of your family. It is, yeah. Right, that's like a riddle for any surviving members of your family. Because like, oh, where where was he buried? You know, and I would like I would like them to pass that down. I'd like my kids to pass that down to their kids and be like, find where granddad's buried. <laughs> find him and they find me and i'm just like really old and still alive like oh bloody hell (laughs) thanks for saving me for the sake of no i'm just i'm just like hooked up to something that just keeps me alive until the door is opened and as soon as the door opens i just die (laughs) (laughs) so the whole thing culminates in a maiden mystery or whatever or burial mystery and then you force your grandchildren to kill yeah, you to witness it, to euthanize <laughs> Yeah, and then they think it, they think it's their fault. <laughs> just <laughs> God damn it! Yeah, just are, the, these are very very sinister. <laughs> Apart from my original party one, we've been very sinister with these. We've been very much like, I mean, I'm I'm never going to have a funeral anyway. I'm always going to survive. Yeah, death is inherently sinister. Though, so I think if you don't capture that. Um... You can't really have as much fun. Um, arguably, there should be no fun at a funeral, but you know it has fun in the title. So just do know. a budget one. Just go to like I don't know, like some really cheap working man's club. Put me coffin in the middle of the dance floor and just play like I had the time of my life. Just like oh, okay. <laughs> with like a disco ball and a, and like a sort of cheap school DJ. Like, and here we go with the last dance. <laughs> Uh, and it's just my coffin spinning. Now the hearse pulls up, and the and the flowers just spell out cock and balls. <laughs> so it's just like slowly spinning on this like little dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> and now a song for the widow. So... <laughs> oh, now, yeah, yes, it's quite fucked up. So bear with me. Go on, go on. Right. Video will, same thing, no cremation. Um, <laughs> my grandchildren <laughs> are like, uh, Gary enjoyed moving fast while they lived. So it is um, 
his wish that you carry on the legacy of that uh, by making a soapbox car out of his coffin with oh, that still though. inside. That'd be cool as fuck, though. No, I'm changing. I'm changing my mind. I'm going back to the Power Rangers idea, but I want to be like the body of a Megazord. Okay, that's the. You know what I mean? Like my coffin is yeah, just a body of like a spooky yeah. Megazord. That'd be sick. Why haven't I thought of that before? Just integrate me in society somehow. But mine, like, you make it into a soapbox, and hopefully the Red Bull um, soapbox races are still going. They've got to make a soapbox out of my coffin with my body still inside. They'll go over one of the shitty little ramps, the wheels will fall off. My my body, now probably heavily rotten, will just spill out in the middle of this fucking Red Bull sponsored causeway. Everyone's <laughs> crying. Everyone in the crowd's like, oh, it's what if, what if we replace the door, like someone's front door, with just like my coffin? <laughs> and you just have to like, you have, you have to choose wisely which handle you pull. Jeez. You pull the wrong one and I just come toppling out. And <laughs> <laughs> just like, uh-oh. <laughs> but then I'm actually on like a little string. So I come, I, you know, one of those little spiders that jumps out and then goes back inside <laughs> the thing. Yeah. I jump out and then I'm like, ooh, back in. <laughs> With sound effects like that, by the way, with like little sound effects playing, like ooh. absolutely like a, like a uh, what do you call them? Penny whistle. Wow, wow, we were yeah, just, just bore out a soundboard, just attached to. <laughs> just pop out, it goes my wife. I feel like more low budget things, just like if it's an open casket. Um, just have a little sound sensor. If someone gets a bit too close, it's just, it's just a pre-recorded me one. Not that close, mate. Or like, if it detects someone of a certain height, so like if you trip the sensor and you're like really short, I'll say whisper things like, "Come closer." Just traumatize the kids. I definitely do want to record like a soundboard of myself. Like I would good. love to record a soundboard. Of just like all the quotes that I want people to remember, <laughs> just just me saying words, just so they can play them or put them in cards, put them in like comical cards. Like, oh, you, it's your eighteenth birthday. Open up this card from Granddaddy. Left it for you. Like, oh, oh, oh. you're eighteen, you little bastard. <laughs> Come visit me. Like, oh wait, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just proper stuff like that. Just things that people will do, like, and will keep to, just because they feel bad. Like, oh, he's yeah. dead, and he wanted us to do this whilst he's dead. But they'd be really sick of it. They'd they be really tired of it. Like, why, why, why is, why are we like? Dad's dead. Why are we doing this? Like, oh, because he wanted us to do it. Like, like take take my body out of the coffin once a year and take me to a pumpkin patch. <laughs> take me to a pumpkin patch. I want to see the pumpkin. <laughs> well, oh. on that grim note, I think yeah, we should bring grim, the podcast to an end. Um, I best go to the pumpkin patch. <laughs> Take my Go to the big fucking patch in the sky, baby. Yeah. Oh, I might get really into pumpkins when I get old. <laughs> I might get really into pumpkins. Just full on. Just love pumpkins. All about them. Anyway. Just stay active. You know what sport you should play? Squash. Hey. <laughs> right, on that note. Um, we're we're definitely ending it on that note. <laughs> yeah.
Oh, I was trying to make a good reference there, but I can't. Um, well, suck on my stem. And... Great. <laughs> anyway, Jim, so where can people catch you? What are you up to? Are you streaming? What are you doing? Oh, I don't even know anymore. Um, yeah, I'll be I'll be streaming this week probably at some point. I'm not sure when. Um, streams are a little bit odd at this point because my uh, father works shifts. Yeah. Like works like early shifts and stuff. So obviously I don't want to be like screaming suck my stem whilst he, he's trying to get a kit so yeah. there, there'll be like a little bit more intermittent i guess but yeah you can still catch me on twitch.tv slash jimothy z um follow me on twitter twitter.com slash jimothy tv uh, i'm always posting there pictures of myself dressed as a pumpkin mm-hmm. um great quality content like that you know there's the whole two pictures of me dressed as a pumpkin on there nice. two it's amazing brilliant um, yeah, other than that, I'm just going to be working, you know, settling in here, sort of setting up the room at my parents' house. Um, yeah, all all gravy, baby. What about yourself? Uh, I'll catch you on Twitter, uh, at StatureYubi. And as always, you check my author page on comicbookresources.com to uh, look at the latest articles. And any proceeds from those articles, as I mentioned at the start of last week's podcast, um, about 50% are going to go to Fair Shed, help feed these kids. Um, so even if you read it, even if you don't like the article, just you looking at it for a few seconds um, helps my numbers and helps children by proxy. So if you don't read my articles, you hate children. I just want to point that out. Um, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the ultimate in there. Uh, this time, hopefully by this time next week, on the next podcast, I will have finished uh, reading Dracula, um, and I'll tell you my thoughts uh, when that happens. So yeah, yeah, and hopefully uh, this time next week things haven't, um, yeah, things haven't descended into madness. Um, so good luck to America this week. Yep. Fingers crossed for all of you, um, especially you know those of my friends and also um, potentially some of our listeners from more marginalized groups. Um, stay safe. Look after yourselves. Um, and let's, yeah, let's, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. But other than that, feed the kids, feed the kids, look after each other Um be, be, be well, be well, be, be well. merry. You know, it's nearly, it's nearly, nearly time for us to get a bit festive and hopefully we can get, you know, get quite festive and ignore the doom for a while, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> All right. That's going to be it from me. Goodbye, everyone. Oh, I thought you were gonna do. I thought we were gonna do like a bit. It's, it's, I refuse to cooperate with you. Goodbye. <laughs> this is the end. Goodbye from me. <laughs> See you next week, folks. Bye-bye. Bye bye.